Amen. Just take that fly with you. I don't want him bothering me tonight. Amen. Well, take your Bibles and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. We, last week we finished our series, uh, 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 It's Coming, the one that dealing with the uh, things that are coming, the prophecies of the return of Christ, and of course the tribulation period and, and all that, uh, the millennial reign. As I was studying for this message that the Lord laid on my heart, uh, I come to this portion of Scripture, and it puts us right back at the millennium, okay? And I'm not going to preach on the millennium, but it just so happens that this is what we're going to be looking at. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Uh, we find it here in Isaiah chapter 2, begin reading verse 1. It says, The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. In verse 5, which is our text, says, O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Stepping in the Light. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening asking that you would just meet with us. Lord, as we look at the Scripture, as we see, Lord, how important it is to walk in the light. Lord, help us to step out and step into that light and walk for you and live for you and serve you. Now, Lord, I pray that you strengthen every heart, every person here, Lord. There's needs that many people don't know about. pray that you be with Brother Ronnie, Lord Auger, but also Brother Ronnie Gibson, Lord, who's not feeling well tonight. Lord, I pray that you be with the others that we mentioned uh, uh, that's struggling with health, Sean and, and others, Lord, just many things, Lord, that many people are going through right now. Touch their hearts, touch their lives, touch their bodies. Raise them up for your honor, for your glory. May you be lifted up and exalted. Bless now the preaching of thy word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. In the context of this passage here, it's speaking of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ in, the, in Jerusalem, in the millennial temple. We didn't go into a lot about the millennial temple, but there's quite a bit there that you can be dealt with concerning that. And, and we find here that this Isaiah is speaking uh, concerning that. It's situated in the millennial kingdom. There will be a, a temple that will be there that Jesus Christ will rule and reign from. And it will be situated on a mountain, okay, a high mountain. It will actually, because of the, of the things, the way things have changed during the millennial reign, it will be actually the tallest mountain in the world at that time. Uh, the, the mountains that are, are now will be shaken down during the tribulation period. They will no longer exist, the great mountains that we see and hear of and, and, and all. There will, but this mountain will be the great mountain that will uh, stand. Look at verse 2 there. It shall come to pass in the last days that mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And really it's talking about 
the mountain where the where the uh, t- the millennial temple will be, where Jesus Christ will reign from. But I want us to consider tonight. In verse five is what I really am after and wants to look at here. I want us to consider this. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, the Lord began to lay on my heart this thought about stepping in the light, and that song that we sang right before the message uh, was on my heart. I began to think about it, and and I began to look at some things and begin to think about how important it is. For us to step in the light, okay, to step into the light. I don't believe that this is talking about here in verse 5, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord, is the only time that we'll be able to walk in the light of the Lord during the millennium. I believe it's right now that we can walk in the light of the Lord, that we can step into that light and allow the Lord to do a work in our hearts and lives right now. But first of all, you must come to the light before you can walk in the light, okay? you got to come to the light. Look there in that verse again. It says, O house of Jacob, come ye. Come ye. He said, you need to come to the light. In order to step into the light, and in order to be able to walk in the light, you have to come to the light. There's a lot of people who go to church. There's a lot of people who, who hear preaching. There's a lot of people who know Bible verses. There's a lot of people who have been raised up in church, have been taught about the Bible, but they've never really come to the light. They've never really come to Jesus Christ. They have religion. They're good people. They, they understand what, you know, a lot about the Scripture. They, they try to live a good life. They try to do what's right. But they've never truly came to Jesus Christ and received Him as Savior. They have a form of religion. They have a form of goodness. They have a form of, of what a lot of people would say they're a good person. And, and boy, and I've heard people say, boy, if anybody's going to heaven, they're going to heaven. Can I tell you something? That has nothing to do with you going to heaven. You know, I've heard people over the years say, well, they're a good person. And boy, I tell you what, if anybody's going to heaven, oh, Aunt Marty, 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 whoever she is, she's going to heaven. Can I tell you something? Not unless she knows Jesus Christ, her Savior. Unless she's come to the light. She can go to church every day. She can be through the baptism. She could have been baptized 1,500 times and still not go to heaven. Uh, You say, well, preacher, uh, you're a preacher, so that means you're going to heaven. No, you can be a preacher and die and go to hell. It's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. It's I can't get nobody to heaven. You can't get nobody to heaven. The only way that we can get to heaven is we must come to Jesus Christ, confess that we're sinners, ask Him to come into our hearts and lives, and be our Lord and Savior. Acknowledging, it's called repentance, it's turning to Him, turning from self, turning from the world, turning from religion, and turning only to Jesus Christ. Not to a church name, not to a person, but to Jesus Christ. It's coming to Him and Him only. He is the light. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. The only way that we, can get, that we can get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. So in order to get into the light, to walk in the light, we must come to the light. And Jesus said that he is the light of the world. We've been called to come to the light which, Jesus Christ, which is Jesus Christ and to walk in that light. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
called us out of darkness. You see, before you were saved, before I was saved, we were in what the, what the Bible calls darkness. Darkness. Uh, the Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And because all that boils down to the fact that Satan is the, even though he transformed into uh, a light himself, he is darkness. And when we are lost without Jesus Christ, we're in darkness. And so we must come to the marvelous light, first of all, in salvation by receiving Jesus Christ. And then we are to walk in that light with Him. Before you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as I said, you're, you were in total darkness. Ephesians 5, 8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk, walk as children of light. As you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're no longer in that darkness. And we're to walk in the light and be a light to all mankind around us. You see, every person in here, you have the opportunity to shine the light of Jesus Christ with your life, with your words, what you do, how you, how you live your life, to show them Jesus Christ. That's being a light. Well, a great problem today is, is that too many Christians are walking in the shadows and not in the light. Walking in the shadows and not in the light. If you just look down around those the uh, chairs there around you, just look down a little bit. You'll see shadows, won't you, on the floor. I can stand here and see shadows on the floor. And the light is not hitting directly in, in, uh, down on that floor there. It's being blocked by something, and what you have is a shadow. Here's where a lot of Christians are. They're not stepping directly in the light. They're somewhere off in the shadows. They're not in complete darkness but they're not in complete light. If you go over to Revelation, or not, yeah, over Revelation chapter 3, you'll find there the church of Laodicea, which is the age in which we live in. And you'll find there something that really points it out how that a lot of Christians are living in the shadows instead of walking or stepping in the light. In Revelation chapter 3, talking about uh, the church of Laodicea there, it says, And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans, write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful, and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Notice what he says here. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked." He goes on, he says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed. And the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and, uh, and anoint thine eyes with eyes, said, that thou mayest see. The picture that we have here would be similar to what I'm talking about. You're not lost, but you're not walking totally for the Lord. You're not walking in the light like you ought to. Um, and this, this, is a, this is a little light that I got. And it's kind of, but if I, if I hold this down like this here, it puts a spot on the floor. But basically around it, it gets darker as it goes out. Okay? And so what you have is you have shadows. You don't have complete darkness, but you got shadows. All right? You three guys, come here a minute. This is directly down. I want, I want you to stand over here. I'll move around. I want you to stand over here. 
Well, you stand right there. We're going to stand right there. Back up just a little bit. All right. None of us are standing in the light. None of us. We're getting a little bit of the light, but basically what we are, we're standing in the shadows. We're backed off from the light. Now, in order to say that you're stepping in light, put one foot up in there. Go ahead, put it up in there. And his foot steps into that light. But if you, it's hard for you to see, but if you was to look back at his other foot, there's a major difference between what that looks like and that looks like. Why? Because you're not directly in the light. Thank you, fellas. Our problem today is in Christians that we are gathered around the, the light of Jesus Christ, but we're not walking in the light. We've got to step in the light, get in the light. Christians today so many times are, are so tied up with the world, they don't want to get all the way in. They don't want to step into the light. They just want to be around it. You know why? It's comfortable to just be around it. It's easy to just be around it. But when you step into it, it reveals everything. Everything in your life, everything that needs to be changed, it reveals things. But my friend, that's where the Lord wants us is to step in that light. He wants us to be in the middle of that light. He doesn't want us just to be walking around the edge of it and in the shadows thinking that everything's fine. We find there says, but we're told in Ephesians 8 there and, and, and the latter part says, but now are ye light in the Lord. And he says, walk as children of light. Otherwise, we're to behave ourselves. We're to act like we're the, the children of God. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. And then he tells us that we're to be the light of the world. How are we going to do that? We're going to have to step into the light where he is. But far too often, we're just on the outside of it. And we're just walking around the edge of it. And we're missing what he has for us. In the shadows, there's a, a little light, but not an abundance of light. It's that comfortable place. It's that half in, half out. It's neither hot nor cold, as, as he was talking to, about the church of Laodicea. He said, I would that you were either hot or cold. He said, I, I would that you was in the light serving me on fire or that you was out here in darkness so that I could reach you and save you but you're saved and you're somewhere in the middle you're lukewarm you're in the shadows right. it takes a Christian to decide that I'm going to be serious about living for God that I'm going to serve the Lord I'm going to step into that light with my life and I'm going to live for Lord Jesus Christ you see, there's a lot of Christians that's gathering around the light but not walking in the light because there is a major difference. If I was to take you outside where it's real dark and this is not a real bright flashlight and I would turn that on and we begin to walk by it, we'd be pointing it out here in front of us and we'd be walking towards it all the time. Can I tell you something? The Lord doesn't want you walking towards the light. Well, preacher, that makes sense to walk towards the light. Okay, let me show you. As I walk towards the light, I'm never walking in the light. The Lord wants us to walk in the light. 
He wants us to step in the light. He wants us to be in the light because he wants us to be light. If you're not stepping in the light, you can't be light to others. And so we've got to step into that light. We can't just follow it around and think everything's going to be all right and everything's going to be great in our lives. We've got to get into that light. We've got to step into the light. So where does that put others who are following you at a distance? Let me show you. Come back up here. You two guys. Okay. He's not, he's not in the light, but he's following him. How much darker is it back here than it is right up here? Quite a bit of difference. Step back over here, Marcus, behind him. And basically, it'd be better if I turn these lights out. I know it's, it's kind of hard to tell with this, this little light, but anyway. So what you have, you have in the shadows. He's following him as another Christian. He's a Christian, but he's a, he's, he's a Christian that's not as mature because if he's more mature, he'd be trying to get into the light. But he's following him. So he's more towards the darkness. And then you got somebody out here in the world that's lost in complete darkness. And they're seeing him, not him, and not the light. That's why if he'll step up in the light, that pulls him a little closer. And hopefully he'll get up here and step in the light. And he will see the change in their lives. And he'll come to the light. Thank you, fellas. See, well, preacher, I don't see how that works. Go out on a summer night. Just take a flashlight or any light, turn it on in the night. What happens? The bugs start coming in, don't they? The light draws them. Jesus Christ said that if he would be lifted up, he'd draw all men unto him. He's the light. And if we will lift him up with our lives by being in the light, we'll draw all men unto him to be that witness. So many times we are around the light. We go to church. We kind of read our Bibles. We pray some prayers. We do what we think is kind of the right thing, but we're still just working on the outside. We're to be the light. And to be a light, we must walk in, in the one who is the light. There in, um, in, uh, in, in Ephesians uh, 5.8, he says, uh, But now are ye light in the Lord. Not in yourself, but you're light in the Lord. So we've got to step into the light. If you're not stepping in the light with the Lord Jesus, then you're missing the power of His complete light and presence in your daily life. Why is it that so many Christians are saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think about this. I don't know what to think about that. You know why? Because we're not stepping in the light. If we'll step in the light, we'll see things a lot clearer in our own life. You know, even though... One of these guys is back here, and they're in the shadows of it. They can look down and they're at their feet, and they can see something. Now, if it's darker in here, they could have, it'd be a little bit harder. But as soon as they step into that light, they can see a lot clearer. When people are going through difficult times and struggles in their lives, 
if they want to know a little more what's going on, they need to step into the light, the light of Jesus Christ. And they'll begin to understand some things that it's not necessarily always... Sometimes, and I told Sean this, I said, you know what, I said, when we was praying the, uh, 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 Sunday with him, and anointing with oil, and prayed with him over the fact that he's going to have to take the chemo, and I said, you know what, it's not always about us going through the difficulties. It's so that others can see how we handle it. It's for other people. But if you're not walking in the light that's hard to understand. It's hard to swallow that I'm going through this not because of me, but for somebody else that they might be drawn to the light. And so sometimes we don't understand because we're not stepping in the light. We need to be in the light, in the light, in the light of the Lord and walk with Him in His power and His presence in our life daily. 1 John 1 verse 6 and 7 says, If we say then that we have fellowship with Him, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. He said, if you, if you say you're, that you're, you're walking with God, but you're back out here, way out here in darkness, I'm just going to use his, his words. He said, you're lying. He said, you're a liar. He goes on, verse 7, he says, but if we walk, now listen to this, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. We're to walk in that light. Too many Christians are out here on the outside edges. We've got to get to the light. Well, preacher, that's good, but how do we get there? So in order to walk in the light, we must step into the light and continue stepping into the light. Daily. Well, how do you step into the light? That was the thing I thought, well, how do we step in the light? I begin to look at some other scripture. We step into the light of His Word. We step into the light of His Word. The psalmist says in Psalms 119 and verse 130, you probably thought I was going to go to 105. I will in a minute. But 119 and verse 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. So what he's saying is, is when you put this in your life, it helps you to step into the light. He said the entrance of it into your life gives you light. See, the entrance of thy words giveth light. We've got to step into the light of God's word daily, putting it into our hearts and minds and actions. If you go on down to verse 133 in that same chapter there, he says, And order my steps in thy word. He says, The entrance of thy word is given light. And he goes on down and he talks about what it will do when it goes into your life. When you get into the, into the word of God. He said, Order my steps in thy word. It will give you direction. Why do we use a flashlight when it's out, way out in the, you're outside and it's dark, you can't see anything? Why? To order our steps. To help us to see where to go. The Word of God, it should be, be, uh, as it goes into your heart and life, it will give you light and direct your steps. Go on over and talks about, it talks about the, the, our, our, the, the, God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It lights the pathway for us. It guides us. 
It directs us. This word orders our steps, which keeps us in the light. His word shows us that we're to step that, uh, where to step and that we might say, uh, stay in light. And it isn't just a history book, but it's a manual for living. God's Word is a manual for living. It's not, too many people look at the Bible as a history book. My friend, it's not a history book. It is not only about the past. It is about the present and the future. It is a manual for our lives to help us to walk in the light, to step into that light. Tonight, you need to think about where am I at? Am I on, just on the edges of it or am I really stepping in the light with the Lord? Is the Word of God coming alive in my life? Is it opening up my eyes? Is it shining a light for me to see how I'm to live and, and where I'm to go? Are we getting into the Word of God and getting the Word of God into us? To step in the light, you must also, by faith, step by faith and walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Where that light leads me, I must follow that requires stepping out by faith in the light which is Jesus Christ. When walking in the light of the Lord, He takes us and reveals to us one step at a time. Here's what we want in the Christian life. We want the Lord to shine that light way out there. So we can see what next year is going to be in my life. So we can see what five years from now is going to be in my life. So we can see what's going to be in my life tomorrow. God says, no. Come here, Marcus. He says, step into that light. And he says, step into the light. He says, step into the light. One step at a time. One day at a time. One decision at a time. He says, I want you to take that step. Step into the light. Now, what if he doesn't step in the light when God says step into the light? He's in the shadows again. It takes faith. Because you don't know what's out there. You only know where he wants you to go right now. And so he asks us, thank you, Mark. He tells us to, to take that step by faith. We're saved by faith, but we're to live by faith. We're to walk by faith. We're to trust the Lord with all of our heart and step that next step into that light. And you see, if, if all I'm doing is always looking out there, I'm missing where the light is right here. Day by day, we say, Lord, show me the next step that I might step into the light and walk in the light of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're to be in that light, in that step, step in that light by faith. We must learn to trust the light, not our feelings, not the circumstances around us. You'll always see clearer, though, when you're in the light. The light takes away the fuzzy edges. And so we need to step into the light by faith. 
Also, we need to step into the light. We must learn to walk in the Spirit. You see, Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. What, knowing not that you buy is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. Therefore glorify God in your body and spirit, which are God's. Okay, so if the Holy Spirit dwells within me, why is he there? Well, number one, the Bible says that he seals us unto the day of redemption. That is the seal. He is the earnest. He's the down payment. Where the Lord says, I will take you to be with me one day. That's the down payment. We're sealed. And so, but beyond that, he is to glorify Jesus Christ. He is to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And we are to walk according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We walk according to the Word of God, but we're to walk according to the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. As we realize the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then becoming more sensitive to His leadership in our lives, the easier it will be to step in the light and walk in that light. So many times we don't stop and say, Lord, <clears throat> what do you want? Holy Spirit, would you help me today? Would you show me what I need to do to stay in the light? You say, Preacher, you mean you talk to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Why? Because He's God. Because He dwells within me. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a He. He's God. And if you're saved, He dwells within you, and His purpose is to glorify Jesus Christ. How can we glorify Jesus Christ once we're saved? Walk in the light. And so the Holy Spirit desires to get us to take that step into the light. To get out of the shadows back here where the light just gathered around where the light is. He wants us to step into that light. So there needs to be a sensitive spirit in our lives to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. There have been times, I'll just pull up random, our kids at times would want to go to somebody's house or do something with somebody, and, it, and I couldn't find anything, honestly could not find a single thing wrong with it. But something in my spirit said, no. I said, no, you can't go. Why not? Because I said... <laughs> Like every parent, you know, like every parent, because I said, because you don't really know, do you? But the Spirit of God says, uh-uh. There's been times I have a habit. I don't know if you're this way. I have a habit when I come to this church. The way I drive, well, not just the way I drive, but the, the, direction, the direction I drive, the direction that I drive coming to the church generally is the same every day. We're, we're creatures of habit. But there has been times in my life, and, and many times I, I, out of, and there'd be something said, don't do that. Don't do that. Change that. Change that. I remember uh, several years ago, it's been many years ago, Brother Lamar Bell, he was the head of our Christian school. And our kids went to internationals. Uh, with ACE to the conventions there. They competed in internationals. And this one time it was out in Flagstaff, Arizona. And Brother Bell, uh, he's with the Lord right now, but Brother Bell loved 
McDonald's coffee. I mean, he was a McDonald's coffee fanatic. It was, he loved it. And it was early in the morning and they was drive, they'd been driving for hours and hours. The kids, everybody in the bus was asleep. Brother Bell had been driving behind an old Dominion truck. And uh, he'd been following that thing, drafting it with that bus to get as good a gas mileage as he possibly could, letting it break the wind for him. And he seen a sign that said McDonald's. <laughs> and so he pulls off, goes to McDonald's. Everybody's still asleep. Gets out, gets his coffee, gets back in. Some of them may have got up to use the restroom. I don't remember, but it was just like, I don't think they did because it was only like five minutes. He gets back in there, gets back on the interstate. Five minutes down the road is a multi-car pileup with the old Dominion truck that he was following. Now you can say what you want to. But the Holy Spirit said, it's time to get some coffee. You say, preacher. I'm telling you. If you learn to walk in the light, it's amazing what God will do. And the Holy Spirit of God, if we're to step into that light, we've got to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God and allow God to guide us and direct us. We're to step out in, 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 in by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our spirit, seeking to direct our steps by His steps and allow Him to control our lives so that we're stepping into the light. The Bible also tells us there, there in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19, it says, quench not the Spirit. So many times today, the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, step into the light. Come on, take that step. And I say, uh-uh. Somebody might laugh at me. No. People are looking. I don't want to be a fanatic. I don't want to. No. And what we do is we quench the Spirit of God. And instead of stepping into that light with Jesus Christ, we're close. But we don't have the clarity we don't have the presence. We don't see as clear because we're not walking and stepping in the light. We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit to guide us, to direct us each and every day, to allow Him to, to cause us to take that step into the light. When we allow the Holy Spirit, uh, when we allow the Holy Spirit, He leads us, uh, He'll keep leading us to walk in the light, not in darkness of this world or the shadows. Galatians 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see, when you walk in the Spirit, you're stepping in the light. And the light reveals that sin, and you get rid of it. And so we need to walk in the Spirit. Daily, let us take that step into His light, which is His presence. The psalmist says in Psalms 89, Begin verse 15, says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O God, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day. And in the, and thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength. And in, the, in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. 
For the Lord is our defense. The Holy One of Israel is our King. As we walk daily in the light of His countenance, which is His presence, the presence of God, we'll rejoice. We'll have joy. We'll have peace. He will exalt us. We'll be exalted in Him. We'll be strengthened by Him. And we'll be protected by Him. As we walk in the light of the Lord, He does all those things in our lives. We must come to the Lord first. We must come to the light. But folks, can I ask you tonight, are you stepping in that light? Or just gathering around it? You see, as a Christian, we can just gather around it. But the Lord's looking for us to step in it. That's how He reveals His will in our lives. That's how He does great and mighty things. That's how we grow. That's how we see the, the Lord in a, in a new, a play on words, in a new light. As we walk in the light, as we step in the light. We sang that song. Stepping in the light. Listen to it. We sang it, but a lot of times we don't pay attention to it. He says, trying to walk in the steps of the Savior, trying to follow our Savior and King, shaping our lives by His blessed example. Happy, oh happy, the songs that we bring. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, led in paths of light, pressing more closely to Him who is leading when we're tempted to turn from the way, trusting the arm that is strong to defend us. Happy, oh, how happy our praises each day. Walking in footsteps of gentle forbearance, footsteps of faithfulness, mercy and love, looking to Him for the grace freely promised, Happy, how happy our journey above. Trying to walk in the steps of the Savior. Upward, still upward, we follow our guide. When we shall see Him, the King in His beauty. Happy, how happy our place at His side. Stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Led in, in paths of light. Tonight, I know it's simple, a simple message. But I think we need to stop and ask ourselves some things. Am I stepping in the light with Him? Or am I just gathering around the light? The Lord wants you and me to step in that light. He first of all wants us to come to Him in salvation. That's coming to the light, Jesus Christ. Church membership... All that stuff, it won't get you in the light. It won't get you to the light. You must come to Him as Lord and Savior. And then once we're saved, we are to step in that light, not just gather around it. And as we step in that light, we'll know Him better Amen. as He leads us and guides us in His light. Let's bow. Father, I thank you for loving us. Thank you for this day.
Thank you for the light that guides and leads us, Lord. The Word of God. Help us to get into the Word of God and step in the light of your Word. Lord, as it enters into us, Lord, it will give us light. It's a light into a path. And, and Lord, it will show us. It will give us direction. Lord, it, it, as it, it, the entrance of it brings light into our lives. Help us, Lord, to follow the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to direct us into the steps of light. Help us, Lord, by faith, to walk by faith and to step into the light by faith, not knowing what the next step may be, but trusting you with everything in our hearts and lives. And Lord, help us to daily determine in our hearts and lives to step into the presence of that light, Jesus Christ, through prayer, through the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, allowing you to guide us and direct us each step of the way. Have your will and way, Lord. There may be somebody here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They've never truly stepped into the light. They've never truly came to the light. They may have religion, they may have baptism, may have all kinds of things, but they've never truly themselves come to the light. Help them to come during this invitation. Let's take a Bible. Show them how to be saved. That they may come to the light in salvation. For this I ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.